Joining me right now is Andrew Fisher. He is one of the best featherweights in Europe and the number four ranked featherweight for ACB. What's going on, Andrew? I'm good, thanks. I know you, you know, you got to Australia pretty early compared to, you know, other locations you have fought. Do you, is that something you like to do for most of your fights when you travel? Um, no, when I fought in America, I went there quite early, trained out, trained there for about six weeks, and just because back home it wasn't really much good training, so I had to. But I've got really good training home now. It's just it was more just the time difference, because it's like nine hours difference, which is is a lot. And I got here two days ago, and the first two days were so shitty. <laughs> but um, I'm starting to feel better today, so fine. I think today I'm feeling fine. So by next week I'll be exactly normal. You know, so it's not going to affect anything. Can you kind of get into detail about like what it does to your body or maybe to your mind when you have to switch up nine different hours or make up nine different hours? Uh, well, the traveling is bad anyway. The traveling, we've done like three seven-hour flights. And then there was layovers in the hotel, in the airport as well. So it was just exhausting. I don't sleep very well on the plane. I try to stay awake the whole time. And then when I got here, I was wide awake. I couldn't sleep and then just crash. Then you sleep for two hours. And then you wait again and you just keep crushing. But uh, you just got to fight through it and force yourself to stay awake and try to get yourself on that time. Um, we've done a couple of training sessions, which, which like, they were hard. You know, we got through them, but they were hard. Um, but now, to be honest, I've woke up, I've done a session this morning, and I feel fine. I feel completely normal again. So I think it only takes a couple of days if you try and fix it. But sometimes you give up and fall asleep early and it ruins it still. Right now, you're on the Gold Coast. And I saw yeah. that you've been getting in work with John Wayne Parr, who is a legend. Uh, how has yeah. that been going? Uh, it was pretty cool. Um, we just went to one of the daytime classes um, and we went to a gym. Puma, do you know them? P-U-M-M-A? Yes. Went to their gym as well. Uh, yesterday, that was good. Some smaller guys as well. It was a good session. But uh, John Wayne Parr is like a massive legend, isn't he? So I suppose if you, if you like fighting, you come to Gold Coast, you've got to pop in that gym, haven't you? Is that something you planned on doing, or is it just it's kind of a spur of the moment type thing? Uh, I messaged the guys at PU MMA, um, and they said it was fine for us to go there. Um, but my my friend, you know Ross Pearson from UFC, yeah. yes, and he, he's my friend. We started together in Sunderland, um, but he I know he goes to John Wayne Paul's gym all the time, so I thought we'd go that way. And I've got a I've got a sparring session left on Saturday, so he said we can use the kids there as well, which is cool, isn't it? This is your first trip to Australia to fight. When you were offered this fight, did the location really matter to you? Um, no, nah, I've got this thing where I, I generally just, I think if I just say yes to whatever the offer is, and then, I, then it kind of goes good. So as long as I'm, I'm not injured and it's a time I can make, I, I just say yes generally, and then I worry about it later. But uh, it's the same as like, obviously it's cool to come to Australia. The, the time difference is a bit of a nightmare and being away from your family for so long. But... I don't know. I think I think if you if you kind of like take risks and put yourself out there as well, you get rewarded in the long run, don't you? You went up to lightweight for a brief period, but now you're back down at featherweight. What was the reasoning for dropping back down to that weight class? Um, uh, well, I was I was fighting the featherweight and um, I got signed to Bellator and um, and I, I lost two I lost two decisions of Bellator. Um, I still think I fought, I fought good, you know. It's just not not like. For at the time, I think I'm a lot better now, but um, I still think I fought well. I felt all right as well. And then I was dropped, and then uh, I had another fight, and I lost that. So I, I ended up losing three fights in a row. And like, 
I was just thinking, oh, am I just getting older? I just need to retire. Um, but I was still enjoying it. I still thought I was fighting good. I was enjoying the fights. And I just couldn't figure out what was wrong. So I kind of like went back to lightweight. But I'm only a small lightweight. So I had a few fights on local shows um, back home and I'd done fine. Um, and then I fought, fought Norman Park on ACB. And, uh, and I think it was a great fight. I really enjoyed the fight. And, and I lost a really close decision. Um, and, I, and I thought I was in the fight the whole time. I just thought, he was a lot bigger than us, really. So I thought, I don't know how many years I've got left. So I thought I'd have one last crack and go back to featherweight. And it's, it's been going well, really, to be honest. Maybe that was just wasn't mentally as tough as I am now. Maybe I'm not too sure, but it just wasn't going my way before. And then the lightweights. So I'm fighting at world level and the lightweights are just too big for us. You have definitely had a, you know, a great run back at featherweight. 2017 has been a wonderful year for you. Yeah. Uh, you won three in a row. The last two, they were considered upsets you know, against top opponents. In your mind, did you feel like the underdog going into those fights? Uh, no, I, I think um, maybe it's all ego and stuff, but uh, but I think I can, I can beat anybody in the world, really. It's just um, it's just sometimes if you if you have a bad day in office, doesn't it go your way? But then that's all, that's all everybody sees, isn't it? But I don't think it was upset as well at all. I, I took the backswing fight on two weeks' notice just because I couldn't get a fight. I think he took me lightly as well. I think he thought he would walk through us, but... Like my training partners are world class, you know, and I know how I do with everybody. I travel for spawn and I spawn with good people. I spawn with top top level pro boxers, uh, top level jiu-jitsu guys, and I, I feel I do okay with everybody. Um, so I don't think it was upset. And same with Akop, he's like terrifying, isn't he? Because yeah, you know, Akop stepping down. If, if you get beaten off him, it's because you, you're going to be have a highlight of him knockout off him, aren't you? <laughs> so, so I had to switch on a bit for that one, but uh, no, I didn't think I was under. I think I can beat everybody, to be honest. You see, just hopefully you just do everything right and you have a good deal on the night as well. You've been on a few winning streaks throughout your career. What makes this different from the others? Um, just think the level of competition I'm fighting. Um, it's fine having a so you get five wins in a row, but like the, the guys aren't that good. But the guys I'm fighting now, they're all world class, aren't they? So that's that's why. And and I'm getting a bit of recognition for it as well now. I'm just I'm quite quiet as well. I'm not very big on like social media and stuff, but. Um, there's a guy sent to us as a reporter because from where I'm from in the northeast, um, it's quite um, you don't really get as much recognition as members down south and members in the Midlands. Um, but a reporter says he says, All oh, the cream always rises to the top. Um, so I like that saying, I didn't think I'll remember for a while. It seems like you have reached another level in your fight career. What changes do you see in yourself as a fighter? Uh, I just got mentally stronger. I think um, I was always quite soft as well, and like I uh, kind of I wasn't willing to do what I had to do to to win. To be honest, and when I was fighting these good guys, I was always fall short because I thought uh, I kind of accept the fact I was okay to get beat off them, and then being excused, oh well, he's one of the best in the world, you know, it's it's fine to get beat off them. But really, that's a bad attitude if you want to if you want to get better yourself. Now, I don't know, I, I, I do respect the people I'm fighting, but not to the point where I'm like looking at them and all and thinking like, they're going to win, you know, I, th I think I'm going to beat them. I would like to, I would love, I don't want to look past this fight, but I would love to get a, a shot at uh, maybe the ACB title before I have to retire. Yeah, speaking of the fight, you know, you're in Australia, you're going to fight at ACB 88. You're supposed to fight Luis Palomino, but he had to yeah. pull out for, you know, some you know unforeseen circumstances. Now you're going to face Rodolfo Marquez. What does that do to you? You know, it's very short notice. It's like a, you're a week out. Does that change yeah. anything for you? 
going into this fight? Maybe, man. It's, it's, it's probably worse him fighting me on, on like a week and a half's notice than it is for me fighting him, I think. Um, like, it's, just, it's a completely different fight, really. Like, Palomino is horrible, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, oh, he's, he's so tough as well. So, that, that, that's like a mega hard fight as well. Um, but this guy, he's, he's, he's tough as well, but he's a completely different way. He's, he's more, he's a left-handed stand-up guy. Uh, so, he left-handed on the feet. Um, and he's a BJJ black belt. He looks quite grindy. He, he's fought a few different ways and he fights people, so I'm not sure he's going to fight me. I'm, I'm expecting him to try and take us down. But you, you don't really know what you get there, but it's, it's a completely the opposite fight of what I was fighting. So, But it doesn't matter. I train with people all the time, so I'm quite happy for this. Leading up to uh, ACB88, where did you do most of your camp? Uh, back home, I always uh, I stay in my gym back home, um, and I always travel one or two times a week for an hour slider bar. I'll try and find people who are similar height and build and style to the guy I'm fighting, and I'll travel once a week, um, or I'll find some professional boxer or top level kickboxer guy to go travel and spar with. So I was trying to have a different. I spar my guys in my gym, um, and then I try and find somebody similar and I travel because I, I like to get the nerves going you know if you try to travel another gym by yourself it's uh, it's quite scary as well you get the nerves going so I like doing that just keeps us human as well <laughs> <laughs> you've been out of action for about seven months what have you been doing have you have you been yeah, recovering I, from some injuries or what's going yeah, on with that I, I, I tore my groin um, it's Christmas time I was meant to fight to our Ragamove in March and I tore my groin at Christmas and I, I kept trying to push through it and just think it'll be all right. And then as soon as I must, because I couldn't do much. And then, because uh, I think, I always think if I'm hurt, I'm just being soft. <laughs> but uh, I kept trying to spar and train and it got to a point where I, I just couldn't do it. And I, I think I made it worse, I did, to be honest. So I ended up on a, they didn't operate on it, but uh, um, it, took, it just took, it was a long time, you know, it takes ages to heal groins. It's the worst injury I've ever had, to be honest. But it's fine now, it's about 100% now. This fight coming up, ACB 88, you know, Rodolfo, Marquez, it's not really the same fight as Luis Palomino. It doesn't really – do you think it means the same for you in your career? Yeah, yeah. It's just it's, – it's all the same, I think, really. It's um, fight's a fight at the end of the day, and it's like I've made the mistake before, right, thinking because somebody's not a big name, thinking they'll walk through, but it's not. Somebody's, like, fighting for life, you know, like, and it's it's horrible. Like, and if you don't switch on and you don't think he's uh, – and if if you start like, uh, you just gotta, gotta assume you're in for the fight of your life every single time, and that's how you gotta stay mentally focused for it as well. And it, and it can be he's he, he's went five fights before, and he's got a, he's had thirty five fights, I think he's like twenty five and ten, so he's an experienced guy and, he, and he's good as well. He's a Brazilian guy, black belt. Um, so it's just a different fight. It's maybe he's not, it's maybe he's not as like scary as Palomino because the fact he's got them big bombs in his hands, hasn't he? But um, it's just a different way now. He's still. You end up getting embarrassed in front of everybody, can't you? Definitely. Um, how do you see this fight plan, uh, playing out for you? Um, I don't really like to make predictions or anything, but um, I've got, I'm quite confident wherever it is. You know, I've got really good training partners everywhere, like stand-up, wrestling, grappling. Um, I, I think he'd probably be trying to take us down. He's a bit, he's a bit unpredictable, though. Sometimes he just likes to stand, but um, I think he's going to try and take us down. I think... Uh, I'm a lot taller than him. I think I'm, I am a bigger guy than him as well. So hopefully that could place to my advantage. Um, but I, I, I see, I don't like to make predictions as well. But I, I think I'm, I'm better than him everywhere, even on the ground as well. So I'm not really fussed what happens in the fight. There's a new champion in the division, the featherweight. Yeah, right. So, 
you know, it's, it has changed hands, which is good for everybody that's rising up in the ranks. You're number four. Do you expect to get a title shot by the end of the year? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, like if you look at the, if you look at the Racklins, um, obviously, um, Valiev, he can't, he probably won't fight him straight away. Maybe, I don't know if he's the time. That was the, what I heard beforehand. I'm not sure if that's true at all. Um, then he can't, there's Adlan Batiev, who's his vice of teammate. So he can't fight him. Then there's Lomalieskiju and me. So I think it's going to be one of us fights him, isn't it, really? And I, I think Lomalieskiju is actually Chechnya as well. So I don't know if they're training partners. Maybe he's, I'm not sure. I know he's based in Germany now. So I'm not sure. I think it's, it's going to be one of us, really. But I'm not like to see. I'm not, it, it doesn't matter. I would like, I would like to get through this one and win this one and then maybe, maybe try and talk about getting that one afterwards with them. June 16th, Brisbane, Australia, ACB88. Andrew Fisher will take on Rodolfo Marquez in a featherweight bout. It's kind of, it's, it kind of sucks that you, you arrived and you got your opponent, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, you're, you're a very professional guy. You're going to fight whoever they put in front of you. So hopefully you get through this and get your title shot. Thanks for your time.